As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Because when people search your name and your website and even whatever you're offering to some degree, it will give you extra exposure and it'll help you take up extra search engine real estate. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we are speaking with Joe and Mike Bruska. Joe and Mike, how are you doing today? Good, Theo. How are you? Thanks for having us. I'm doing good, and thanks for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. So today is Sunday, which means it's Skill Set Sunday, where we talk about a specific skill that can help you grow your real estate business. And today we're going to be talking about driving traffic to your website. So before we dive into that conversation, let's go over their background. So they're the founders of Build Assets Online. They've experienced building seven-figure revenue generating stores online without a location. They're both based in New Jersey. And you can say hi to them at their website, which is buildassetsplural.online.com. That's buildassetsonline.com. So do you guys mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, so we got started in online business, just some basic selling on Amazon back in 2014. Then we started doing digital publishing on Amazon. And basically what it evolved into is us owning and operating a portfolio of online websites that generate income. So among these websites are e-commerce stores where we have partnerships with brands and, and dealers around the US. And we're basically a retailer for their products. We have blog sites where People will Google something, they'll Google how to remove a stain from a carpet, and then they'll land on our site, and then we'll show ads and we'll make money that way. We'll also make money through showing some affiliate products on sites like that. We also make money publishing fiction books online. So it's really a whole slew of things. And recently we started reinvesting a lot of that cash flow that we were generating from these online businesses into buying and selling land. And I would say we're still relatively new at that. But we can speak a lot about to our experiences online driving traffic in so many different ways and kind of different scenarios in regards to what's appropriate for what, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So I think before we talk about actually driving traffic to a website, we should probably talk about the website itself. So maybe tell us what are some of the most important components that someone who wants to get people to actually come to the website need to have first before they start focusing on the variety of ways to get people there? I would say it would certainly depend on whatever your goal is. So if it is a situation where you'd want someone to make a purchase on your website, of course, you'd want to be using a platform that would be conducive for that, such as Shopify or WooCommerce and have certain elements to say, get a deposit or something of that nature. If you're just working to generate leads, of course, that's a different situation. Or if you're working to just get people in the door to give them information and have that lead to a particular action, that would be separate. But what I'm getting at is you want to think about the end goal first. So whether it's lead generation, actual purchase, or just serving them content in order to market to them again later, then those would be three very specific goals. And what you would do would depend on that. Okay, so from a real estate perspective, it's most likely going to be the first and the last. So generate leads and then to provide content. So maybe since we're talking about the generating leads one first, and then we talk about 
to provide content. So if I want to generate leads to my website, what do I need to do on my website? Well, most obviously you need a place for them to input their information, to sign up, to become a lead. So when you're thinking about driving your traffic, say you were driving your traffic to content, which we can get into, say you had a blog post, you'll want to have a lead form or a link to your lead form somewhere woven into that blog post. Or if you're just driving traffic to a certain page, say you have a product listing on that page, you can have a place to sign up for the newsletter or something like that. Some incentive for them to sign up to become an actual lead. That's really the first thing you need in place if you're going to collect a lead. So I'm just speaking to this as if someone is a total beginner at online marketing. So to do that, you need to have an autoresponder. We use an autoresponder called Aweber, and it's basically just a platform that allows you to collect emails and send emails. And you can collect other information as well, such as phone numbers and things like that. And there's tons of other softwares that you can use if you're going to be doing like phone leads and stuff like that. But as our business is right now, we like to focus on emails. If you do want to do phone leads, you can use things like Google Tag Manager, where you can actually define actions. So say your goal for someone landing on your website is to get a call. You can use Google Tag Manager, and this might be a little bit advanced, but you can have your tech guy do it to where if someone is on your website and say they're on a mobile device and they tap the phone number, which is going to prompt their phone to call, that's something you can track as an action in your Google Analytics via Google Tag Manager. So like Mike said, once you define the goal, there's usually a pretty easy solution to do it. Okay, here's your thoughts on this. So I see some websites that have a homepage and then 10 different tabs you can navigate to. And I see some websites where it's just one page and it's like the blog page. And there really isn't other pages on that website besides that main page. And there's obviously anywhere in between. Which end of the spectrum do you think is better? And I'm sure it depends on what your goal is, but for the purpose of generating leads, what's the best format? Do you want to have a bunch of different tab, you know, about us tab, a blog tab, a podcast tab, a contact tab, or is it better just to have everything on one page? I think sometimes people can do too many things and get almost flustered by trying to do a million things at once. Honestly, if you see a website that's just essentially one page with a contact form, you can be almost positive that they're driving traffic through some sort of paid means. So whether that is Google ads or Facebook ads or what have you, they're using those external sources to get the traffic in and onto that page. And that way it's super simple for someone to sign up. That's the only action they can take is to sign up. But on the other hand, if you have a website and it's filled with multiple pieces of content, those pieces of content can generate you organic traffic just through ranking in Google or getting traffic from social media, what have you. But you can also amplify those pieces of content in order to get people onto your website, sort of nurture them in a sense of building trust so that they understand you know what you're talking about and they can learn more about you and then they can choose to sign up themselves. So each way has their pros and cons. Joe and I specifically prefer to do it the content route. And there's a few different reasons for that that we can get into. Okay, so like content route having the multiple pages then? Yeah, when you say multiple pages, again, it's gonna come back to the goal of your website. So I'll just give you an example. On our land site, we do have multiple pages because we sell multiple pieces of land. So if someone is browsing, say they're looking to buy land in California, we want them to clearly be able to see all of the properties that we're selling. Let's take a step back for a second. 
What Mike is saying with the content is that having content builds trust in the audience. Say you were trying to drive paid traffic off Facebook and you just send them to a form where they fill in their email address and their name and their phone number. Someone might not do that on their first go around. Some people might, but some people might not. But a more sustainable route is to actually target them with content. So what do I mean by that? So say you are renting vacation rentals in Ocean City, New Jersey. You can have an article talking about breaking down the different costs of what it costs to rent in Ocean City, New Jersey, and what you can expect to get in a given price range. Now, if you drive somebody to your website to that article, kind of like no strings attached, just here's the information, and then you have a gentle reminder at the bottom of the article, hey, become a lead, sign up for my email lists to get notified when properties become available. Some people are more receptive to that than just want to get the latest updates on when new vacation rentals become available, sign up here. Some people are going to be far more receptive to seeing the content first and then getting asked to sign up and using the different technologies that are available online. So if someone lands on your content page, and you have your Facebook pixel installed. I'm sure all your listeners have seen themselves get retargeted around the web if you're looking up dog biscuits or something, and then all of a sudden your web browser is filled with ads for dog biscuits. You can actually do the same thing. So you can target people that have read your article on prices for vacation rentals and what you're going to get. You can target them to become a lead later down the line, and they're more likely to do that because it's not like a cold audience anymore. It's a much warmer audience because it's the second or third time they're engaging with your website. I see. So I think I might have that last part. So if I write an article, let's say I want someone to rent in Chicago, and I write an article about all the different places you can rent in Chicago, different prices, different amenities around the area, and at the bottom I've got my little lead capture form and they don't sign up, it was interesting that if I then have paid advertising, then since they looked at my article, then if they're on Amazon or something, and a little ad pops up, it might potentially be an ad to my company. Not necessarily Amazon, but yes. Oh, yeah, some other website. I'm sorry. I just used Amazon as an example. Yeah, you can capture that pixel, it's called. So they'll have that as they browse around, go on Facebook, search other things, et cetera. So you can use that audience to say you have a thousand people visit your site and they get pixeled. You have this thousand person audience. And by targeting those people specifically, you can afford to bid more because you know that they're interested. They've been on your website. They've read your content. They may know who you are already. And it's a lot more warm of an audience, as Joe was saying. It's not like you're just spending money on getting people in the door and then they leave because they don't know who you are and you never speak to them again. Something said earlier about your blog site so that you'll have something like how to remove a stain from your floor, right? So in a blog post like that, what would be the lead capture at the bottom? Are you selling a cleaner product? Is that what that would be for? In a business like that, we might not have an end goal. So we might just be driving traffic from organic search on Google just to show them ads to oh, where we get paid showing okay. ads. But you know, that's just one example of a business model that we do. So on our e-commerce stores, we can serve them similar content, something about different types of kitchen islands you can buy. And then they'll get a pop-up saying, hey, do you want a discount for your first purchase with us? So that's an example of more goal-oriented thing. With online marketing, this might not be that relevant to the audience listening, but I was trying to say before, it is goal-oriented. And sometimes the goal is just as simple enough as showing someone an ad. And to kind of loop it all back together, if you are doing advertising online, it's those type of sites, like the stain example, that's exactly where your ad might show up if you were retargeting on Google. 
So if someone landed on your page about rental properties, and then you were retargeting them with the Google display network, your ad could come up on those websites that are just serving ads and then they can click and then sign up, become a lead for you then. And the actual software that you use is called Google display networks. Is that how you retarget people who've been pixeled? You would do that within Google ads, the display network, it would be doing a display campaign inside of Google ads. Do you have to do the Google ads yourself or do you have someone do it for you? We do the Google ads ourselves, And for what we do, that's like one of the most important functions of our business is driving the traffic. And I would honestly recommend to anyone, if they want some sort of paid traffic presence online, that they should learn some of it, at least starting out, because no one is going to understand your business as much as you do. And to just let someone in the door and say, hey, you know what you're doing? Can you just run my ads? They're probably not going to produce a good result for you. And you're going to waste a lot of money. It's not that people out there that run agencies and stuff like that, they don't know what they're doing. They actually understand ad platforms very well, but it comes down to, again, understanding your business, how much things are worth to you. So if you can't communicate that easily to an agency, then you're better off learning it yourself. So if someone's coming to my website and I do a Google ad, it's like a filter I can use. Like I want to only target people on, let's say a blog website that you use specifically to list ads on. Right. So if there's something like a function in Google ads, I can say, okay, well, I want anyone who's been to my website to see this ad when they go to your blog about cleaning your floors. Is that how simple it is? Or is it a little bit more complicated than that? They would see the ads across any website that has AdSense enabled. Okay. So it's not like they would only see those ads if they go to your cleaning site. They would see it basically anywhere on the internet because the majority of content sites. Yeah. Have- I understand that. I was asked setting it up in the first place. It's as simple as just like a button I can click in Google ads. that says, I want to target people who've been to my website. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you would set up what's called a global site tag and you can just Google that and they'll give you instructions on how to do that within your account. So the global site tag is what pixels the people on the site. So they visit the website, they get pixeled and then the number will build in your audience. So you can create an audience in Google very easily. That just says visitors last 180 days and that number will grow as people continue to visit the site. So long story short, if you want to just target those people, you would just go to audiences inside your campaign and just select that audience to target. Perfect. So it's called the global site tag. Just, Just to be clear, if you want to do this on Facebook and Instagram as well, it's a separate tag. It's actually called the Facebook pixel. And just like the Google global site tag, it's a little piece of code that you just paste into the back end of your website. And once it's on your website, your audience will build on Facebook and then Facebook will track the same way Google can track what pages they've been to and all that. And it all happens within their browser using cookies. Now let's talk about the actual content. So let's sort of focus on your land one. So you want to send people to your land website and you're doing this through content. What types of blog posts are you writing about to get people to come to your land page eventually? So for that, we don't necessarily use content because it's not going to be the quickest and easiest route to getting customers. For the land situation, we almost treat it as an e-commerce product. So people can go on our website, they can place a deposit, and essentially we're selling this all online. And then once they deposit, we'll handle all the logistics of transferring the deed and stuff like that. So really the quickest way for us to do it would be we'll list ourselves on the MLS just through any sort of flat rate MLS service. 
put it on Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, and we've also done YouTube ads for the property. So we'll get nice pictures, drone footage, et cetera, make a video for it. And then you can target people in that particular radius with that video on YouTube. And you can even narrow down, say, if it's property on a lake, you can narrow down to people that are interested in lakeside activities like fishing, kayaking, et cetera. So they'll see that ad as they're on YouTube. And then that would funnel them onto the website to check out the product. And then they'll be pixeled and then you can retarget them. I see. So what type of products do you write the blog post for then usually? It's not to say that we would never write blog posts for land stuff, but it's really important to be tactical and think about when you want to do it because it's a long-term strategy because ranking in Google does take a little bit of a long time. So with the land stuff right now, we're kind of experimenting with multiple different locations, multiple different states. But the time to start producing content where you want to rank in Google and do the blog thing is when you know that, okay, this is the particular customer I'm serving. I'm serving this particular area. And it's more like a repeatable fashion. So again, it comes down to defining your goals and understanding the traffic method and how the traffic method works. Producing content takes a long time and it takes a long time to rank in Google. So it's not worth doing just for no reason. You have to know that you have a business in that space and then the content is going to meet the goal of that business. So yeah, we create content for our e-commerce stores because they're well-established and we know the type of customer we want to bring in. We know what the type of customer is going to be searching because we know that from our paid advertising. Because when we do paid advertising on Google, we can see someone who lands on our site. They might be searching for Green Kitchen Island. And we know, okay, if we have an article about 25 different types of Green Kitchen Islands, that's a good article that would bring us the customer that we're looking for. So in terms of the land thing for us, we're not quite at the content stage yet, but that doesn't mean that any of your listeners won't be at that stage. It just comes down to, do they have an established business in an area that they want to try and increase their market share in? So we're saying that you can determine the type of content to produce based off of the people who are clicking on your paid advertisement. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to mention as it relates to driving traffic to websites or any other call to action you guys have before we wrap up? Well, one last thing for driving traffic to your website, I would say anyone, if they have not done this, they should make a Google My Business listing. So that will certainly help them with whatever they're doing that's real estate related. Because when people search your name and your website and even whatever you're offering to some degree, it will give you extra exposure and it'll help you take up extra search engine real estate. Google My Business, very important. Anything else I want to mention, like a call to action where people can go learn more about you? Yeah. And if you want to learn more about what we do, how to drive traffic to your website and all that, you can check us out on buildassetsonline.com. Perfect. Well, Joe and Mike, really appreciate you guys coming on the show. I'm sure it was probably clear that I don't know much about driving traffic to websites or at least like the specifics about it. So I'm going to try my best to kind of summarize at least some of my main takeaways. So the pixeling people I thought was interesting. So you said that you can create a global site tag to pixel people that have been to your website and then you can retarget them with Google ads. And then there's something that's similar, but different that you can do for Facebook as well. And what I got was that everything is very dependent on what you're trying to do, what your goal is, who your customer is, what area you're trying to focus on. So those are all things that you need to determine first 
before we decide which is going to be the best way to drive traffic to your website, whether it be paid advertising, whether it be doing content. I also thought it was interesting when you guys mentioned how one of your businesses is literally just doing blog posts and then putting ads on there. I knew that existed, but that's just interesting to me. And then all the other things you guys are doing online. We also talked about some of the differences, the pros and cons of having a website that's just one page as opposed to having multiple pages. We talked about how if someone just has one page on their website, they're probably focusing more on Facebook advertising or other external advertising and then sending people to that particular page or it's multiple pages. It allows you to generate more traffic organically. Plus you can then use that content to target people. It helps you develop trust. So I think this is going to be an episode that's going to be worth a re-listen, especially for me, because you guys went over a lot. So I appreciate that. Best ever listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye, guys. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Corino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.